Business Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely. And today I had the opportunity to learn directly from Wall Street Journal bestselling author, John Jantz. Seth Godin has called him the Peter Drucker of small business. He's a marketing consultant, a speaker, and an author. He's written Duct Tape Marketing and created the Duct Tape Methodology. He's back with a concept that is so validating and has totally changed the way I think of marketing and business growth just in this episode. So just know there will be a lot of aha moments today. He'll be introducing us to an innovative concept called the client success track. This is not a marketing funnel. This is not the customer value journey. This is what creates an ultimate marketing engine. And in the end, the ultimate marketing engine is about creating successful. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Customers, let's get into it. Hello, John. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Thrilled to be here, Jenna. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you about customer success stages. I'm so excited to talk to you about your new book. I'm so excited to just learn from you. Before we kind of dive into the meat of everything you're going to talk about, I'd love to just hear like where you began your entrepreneurial <laughs> story. <laughs> so Mrs. Morrison was my second grade teacher and Quite, we're we're starting at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started my own business going almost 30 years ago. Uh, you know, I went to work right out of college actually for an ad agency. And about five years in, I was like, eh, any dummy can run a business. So I uh, jumped in and started mine. No plan at all necessarily. I knew I could hustle work uh, like a lot of entrepreneurs, I think. And so I got big clients, little clients, big projects, little projects. And somewhere along the line, I got a couple small businesses as clients and I really loved working for them or with them, but they were very frustrating in some ways. I mean, they certainly never had the same budgets or even really attention span to get the work done. So I decided one day that to solve that frustration, I needed to create a, a very systematic approach where I could walk in and say, look, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do. Here are the <laughs> results we hope to get. And by the way, here's what it costs. And that was, I quickly found, was kind of music to their ears. And trying to solve my frustration, I think I tapped into what is today still one of the greatest frustrations with small to mid-sized businesses. It's very hard to buy marketing services. I mean, everybody's selling a piece of the puzzle. It's theoretically gotten more complex with, you know, more all the digital stuff, of course, that's come online. And so the fact that somebody was going to install a marketing system, you know, seemed to really resonate with that percentage of the market. So that was the genesis, actually, of duct tape marketing. I, I figured I had to give my system a name that was sort of a brand name. 
I started writing about it on, you know, blogging in 2003, podcast in 2005. That drew the attention of some publishers. That became my first book, which was uh, Duct Tape Marketing, which was really just a distillation of what I'd been doing. And over the years, that started attracting other independent marketing consultants and agencies. And so now uh, I also run a consultant network of a couple hundred independent agencies and marketers installing the duct tape marketing system in thousands of businesses all over the world at any given time. Yeah. What, what I love about just the start of this and kind of where it led you is that the idea of it's really retention, you know, it's really all mm. about retaining clients. Yep. And you had mentioned before that it's not just about marketing itself, but it's about all, all these pieces that you put into your business. Would you mind expanding a little bit on, you know, this overarching strategy? Yeah. I mean, particularly with small businesses. I mean, larger businesses kind of afford to compartmentalize, but frankly, (laughs) small businesses, almost every way, shape and form in which they possibly come into contact with a prospect or a customer, they're performing a marketing function. Mm -hmm. And so that really gets into every, everything you can imagine. I mean, even the way that they send out their invoices, you know, in some cases, you know, is performing a marketing function. And so Over the years, I mean, I just, as I got deeper in this idea of installing a marketing system, of maturing that system with them as they grew, you know, you really found yourself getting into areas that that maybe traditional marketers don't think as marketing. I mean, we do a lot of sales enablement, we do a lot of customer service training and and do a lot of, you know, follow-up work that generally speaking is not about getting the click or, you know, getting somebody to pick up the phone and call. But to me, it's really all marketing. And of course, you know, then we also get into some psychology and you know, how to get their life back and you know, things that, that really fall outside of, of the marketing realm. But it's you know, in the world of entrepreneurship of small business, I think everything's marketing. Yeah, everything is marketing and everything is connected to just who you are as an individual. And right. you know, the concept of the book, you know, the ultimate marketing engine, like yeah. really it's a life engine too. It's a customer engine. It's, yeah. So yeah. just. Yeah. In fact, I, I just briefly, I, I mean, I give the definition right up front. I say the, the definition of an ultimate, ultimate marketing engine is a successful customer. That wow. that's, you know, that's your goal as a business. It's not, it's not to sell something. It's to transform somebody's life. I mean, if we start, imagine if we started looking at, at our customers that way, and obviously that won't be for everybody, but I certainly think that idea is going to resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, I kind of just want to sit on that for a second. Just the ultimate marketing engine is a successful customer. Like you out there listening right now, (laughs) write it down. The ultimate marketing engine is a successful customer. That is what you are offering to people. You aren't offering, you know, your business, you're offering success to them. Yeah. Really. So yeah, let's kind of dig in. You talk about customer success tracks. I know that this is kind of what makes up a lot of that engine. Could you just explain what is that? What the heck does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So so the subtitle of the book is Five Steps to Ridiculously Consistent Growth. And ultimately, step number one is mapping where your customers are today and determining where they want to be. And that's really the idea of, you know, you're going to make them successful by taking them to where they want to be. And so it's your job as the business to figure out what that looks like. So I created a tool I call the customer success track that is really just a tangible way for you to map kind of that success. The customer success track really is something that we've been doing, unbeknownst to me, for a long time. We didn't call it that. 
necessarily, but you know, when customers came to us, they typically came to us in the same stage of their marketing, the same stage of their business, their same stage of needs and challenges. And ultimately, if we were going to retain them, we had to figure out what was next. <laughs> you know, okay, we got the website built, got their content done, got their SEO, you know, what's next? And so I, when I really started to look at it and say, okay, how can we document this? Because I want to transfer this idea to other people. Uh, we realized that there were about five stages that, that our customers went through to, you know, ultimately being successful. Those stages, we could recognize them. We knew the characteristics. You know, when they showed up, we could say, yep, here's where you are. We also knew what challenges they were facing because we hear it all the time, every day. And we'd seen firsthand the promise of moving them to that next stage. So we basically mapped out those five stages and said, okay, here's, here's the stage name. Here's what somebody looks like. Here's what they're experiencing in that stage. Here are the character, or here are the, I'm sorry, the challenges that they are facing because they're in that stage. Here is the promise then of when we move them to the next stage, here's what we can tell them. Here's why we need to do this work so you can get this promise. Now, that's really just the global map, if you will. But the beauty of doing this work is that then we can actually create milestones for every stage. And those milestones, of course, have tasks assigned to them. And so it almost becomes this guarantee map. You know, if we can accomplish all these milestones, then we can take them to the next stage. And the beauty of a milestone, too, is that it's not just a concept like, let's make their website more effective. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean exactly? <laughs> Do, you know, but a milestone is does their website, does it load effectively and look good on a mobile device as well as a desktop device? Now, that's something we can say yes or no to. Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then we know what to do. If the answer is yes, check that one off and move to the next milestone. So, I feel like, and if somebody reads this book, you know, I've created and the resources that we give with the book, I've created the marketing success track that anybody who does marketing can follow. Marketing your business, if you're a marketing agency, you can follow this. But my real goal in pushing this innovation forward is I think just about every business can do this for their customers or for what they offer. And it's going to be, in some cases, it, it might be a challenging task. You might have to really live with this for a while to to actually develop it and kind of wrap your head around it. But I think what a beautiful thing. I think the customer success track can become the mission for businesses. Mm. I think, think it can inform your products and services and your growth going forward. I think it can inform how you train, how you document, how you delegate. And so I think it's really not just a marketing tool. I think it's an overall strategy tool for pretty much any business. And this is totally... Totally more expansive than, for example, an average marketing funnel or even a customer journey. Can you explain how those are kind of limited compared to customer success tracks? Yeah. So particularly the marketing funnel, or at least the old concept of the marketing Mm -hmm. funnel, it was like, get some people in there, get them interested, get them to buy, we're done. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and obviously, you know, that's pretty limited if we're talking about customer success. The more expansive customer journey, something I've been preaching for a long time called the marketing hourglass says, yeah, okay, no like, trust, try, buy. Those are important. We need to move people logically through those stages. But then what happens after buy is probably more important in terms of the long-term success of the business because we build momentum by retaining customers. We build my momentum by having those, those happy customers turn into our greatest source of lead generation. And so I think even that is a more certainly more expansive than the marketing funnel. And certainly there have been books in recent years, many, many books in recent years about the customer experience and you know, things that come after the purchase. 
So that idea of the customer journey is still very much a part of my thinking, very much a part of this book. But if you think about, you know, how the, you get a map and it's got the big giant, you know, map of the region and then like the inset, you know, yes. of the like drilled down onto that. So the customer success track is kind of inside of when somebody in the customer journey, inside of when they become a customer, it's like the blow up of, you know, how you really drill down and, you know, make them a customer for life, frankly, and certainly focus on, I mean, it does take care of the retention part. It does take care of, in many cases, the referral part too. And, and those are, you know, ultimately step number five is all about referrals uh, in, in this book. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, <laughs> but, uh, and there's a lot of work in between to do, but that's how I see this customer success track fitting in the concept of the customer journey. That makes a lot of sense. And really, there's so much more detail you can go into. I'd love to just talk about what the tracks are and give a brief yeah. overview. I mean, obviously, for those of you listening, if you feel like we are hopping around, there's a whole book laid out perfectly with exactly what you want to hear. But I think this is just a great introduction into yeah. this concept. What are those tracks? Sure, for us, I mean, we've given the stages names, and most people came to, and this is before I get into these necessarily, this is how I recommend people develop these. Because a lot of people say, well, where do I start mm. on this? Is that what my experience is, is most of your customers are coming to you in one or two stages that are pretty identifiable because you solve a certain problem, you're marketing to a certain target market a lot of times, so you're going to attract a certain type of customer. And so that's the place to start and then build from there. So for us, it's found, foundation is the first. I mean, we have people that come to us and you know their website's not converting because it's just not set up to do the job. Uh, they're not, there's very, very little content or the content is just all over the place. They paid some SEO firm a bunch of money and got nothing for it. I mean, unfortunately, I hate to pick on SEO folks, but you know, that's, you know, that's the state that a lot of people come to us in. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how we can recognize them in many cases. Maybe they're spending money on, you know, on paid search because that's the only way they can really, you know, show up digitally. And so, you know, they're having trouble keeping up with all the changes. They're spending money in ways that they're not sure that's effective. I mean, those are the challenges that we, the characteristics and the challenges we see all the time. So the milestones, uh, no surprise, you know, are all about building that foundation. Once we get that website built, once we have a content plan, once we just even apply basic search engine optimization to their online presence, then we can actually start talking about level up, which is what everybody wants to do. They want to generate leads. Well, now we can start actually effectively sending traffic <laughs> to those properties because we have landing pages, because we have the right core message because we've got the avatars and we're targeting the right people on there. So, you know, so that's kind of the next like promise, but then all of a sudden, now I want higher quality traffic and I want higher quality leads and I want actually higher conversion of those leads. And so that becomes now we're going to organize is is what we call that next stage and then stabilize and scale are the last, you know, couple of stages. And so it ultimately and really what it does is when we get all the marketing foundation things built we, the, the latter stages, stabilize and scale, we're actually now at a point where we're helping them build a team or a department internally as part of it. So we're not just doing tactics for them and advising them on strategy. We're now helping them put the framework together that's actually going to allow them to scale that business. And in some cases, in scale, we're now starting to work on how do they exit the business? Wow. You know, what, what needs to be in place to show a repeatable system 
so that they might, if, if that's their desire, they might exit the business. So it is truly a, a marketing maturity model, you know, as opposed to just, hey, what do you need? What can we do for you? What I love, like, as you're kind of... Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Talking, I'm kind of visualizing because you know that at Digital Marketer, we have the customer value journey and you know you see the, the canvas and what I'm really imagining is kind of there's this like depth to it because what we get uh, very often is members will come in and be like, oh no, I have to have all these pieces. And yeah. Yeah. like really starting with that foundation, leveling up, organizing, like that just makes so much sense. And you can see the depth to those tracks and those steps. I love that. Well, why don't I teach a masterclass for digital marketing? I'd what love do you think? that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one young Ryan Dice wrote some lovely words about the ultimate marketing engine. So I bet you we could talk him into it. I'm, you know what? I'm sure he would be willing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be very happy about it. Well, how do people get started with this? So we, we've kind of defined it, but for someone yeah. wanting to actually implement and get started or even implement for a yeah. client, what does this look like? Yeah. Well, so I've discovered in doing this work, um, there are two groups of people. There's one group of people that they've kind of had this thought anyway. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, if we're going to retain our clients, we got to do something more. You know, we can't just keep doing the same thing. And so, in some ways, those people, it just clicks the light bulb on. It's like, oh, we just haven't documented it. We have this. You know, we know this. We can start refining this. And so, for those people, I mean, they're going to just they're going they're going to eat this up. I think because it's just going to validate some of the things they've already been doing or thinking. Now, I'd certainly have another group that, you know, part of their challenge is that they've kind of tried to walk the line of being all things to all people. They've attracted sort of a mismatch of, (laughs) you know, of clients and it's like stuff. Oh, sure, we can do that. We'll figure it out. So they've got all these one-offs and it's much harder for them because they haven't been focused on serving a certain client. And so one of the things that it's actually step number two that, that those folks are going to have to do is they're going to have to spend a lot of time narrowing their focus on the top 20% of their current client base. Because that's who you can't deliver value to everyone, <laughs> but you're probably delivering value to that top 20%. And by that, I don't mean your biggest, maybe it's your biggest, but it's your most profitable. It's the ones that are referring you because they, they're the right fit. They had the right problem. You know, they're getting a lot of value. And if you, it doesn't mean that you're going to just chuck the other 80% because you got to pay the bills. <laughs> so 
But what you're going to do is you're going to start really focused on studying those people or those clients. And you're going to build your success track around doing more with them because one of the things that, you know, the whole 80-20 thing, which is so cliche, but it's it's sort of a cliche because it's kind of true, is that over the years, I've seen, you know, more than my uh, share of businesses that, that you know, 80% of their profits or their opportunities are coming from the top 20% of their client base. And I think that their experience also tells me that some percentage of those people would do 10 times more business with you if you gave them the opportunity. And, and a, and a smaller percentage yet of them would do a hundred times more business. And so that's how you get started on building this customer success track is you focus it not on your business as it is today, but on your business as it could be transformed by, by really serving this top 20%. That makes a lot of sense. And I mean, the 80-20 rule is a cliche, and it, but it's because yeah. it works and it's like always accurate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So one thing in, in regards to the customer value journey and these success tracks and, you know, kind of putting all, like the marketing funnel pieces together, you have suggested that content and the use mm. of content is really only correctly used as the voice of strategy, which that term is amazing to me. How yeah. should it be used in business? So I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying correctly used. I'm saying most effectively, effectively used, I think, because one of the challenges, one of the challenges with content is a lot of work. It's probably the most work that marketers have to do is, <laughs> is this idea, you know, writing a 3000 word blog post because that's going to be valuable enough to have content that somebody's going to re- want to read and share. I mean, it's just the most work. And so by making it or thinking about this idea of making it the voice of strategy, to me, makes it the most effective. So if your goal is to move part of, you know, you know who your top 20% of your customers are, you know what problem you're really good Mm -hmm. at solving for them, then the goal then becomes, you know, what questions and objectives would they have at each stage of the journey? Could, what content do we need to create in order to move people effectively through those stages of the journey? And content's not just blog posts. I mean, it's your email follow-up. It's your onboarding process for a new customer. It's your continued education so that people get the most out of your products and services. It's content that you create so that it's easy for them to refer you. So if you you break down your needs for content along that idea of the marketing hourglass, as we call it, those seven stages of the marketing hourglass, you just will be laser-focused on creating content that's probably going to move the needle you know, rather than content that you're hoping can get you some free Google search traffic, you know, which is so many people spend so much time on, you know, and it's really kind of, it's really kind of a race to the bottom because you're never going to out content machines that are producing content today. And so, you know, let's get laser focused on producing a content that's going to matter. Yeah. That's such a good point too. And and there's so many big budgets that you're up against that it just becomes <laughs> a losing battle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no question. Okay, so we've talked about content. You mentioned referrals. Is that last mm-hmm. step of the book essentially getting more referrals? Well, you know, I kind of start that chapter off by saying, you know, essentially this this step is about referrals, but the actual step is scale your business with your customers. Mm. And so uh, the entire thing really focuses on a number of very proven, proven for me in my business over the years, tactics for actually growing with your customer's entire ecosystem. I have a whole program in there about 
how to actually provide value for not just your customers, but for everybody else who serves your customers as a way to better serve your customer, but also as a way to develop relationships that are going to turn into strategic relationships. I have an entire probably eight or 10 tactics on you know, what to do to stimulate referrals from your happy customers, what to do to stimulate referrals from your champion customers, how to actually build a strategic partner network of non-competing businesses that also serve your ideal client. And then the last one is really a masterclass on how to actually teach referrals. If marketers uh, would, would take all of their clients, put them in a room together and say, look, I'm not going to charge you anything for this. I'm going to teach you all these. We're going to have a, a group that's going to get together on a monthly basis, and we're going to talk about referral generation, and we're going to teach tactics, and we're going to explore, and we're going to network with each other to help each other build more referrals. You will have all the referrals you could possibly stand if you would run a program like that with your customers, because ultimately you are providing something of great value. Uh, you're providing a way for them to get more referrals. And you know one of the laws of reciprocation is that we tend to reciprocate in kind. We tend to make referrals to people who give us referrals. And so by, by giving them the tools to generate more referrals and doing it freely, you will benefit from a, a, a like action. So much is coming together for me right now, just in terms of you know, I'm around this content day in, day out. And so, you know, when we're yeah. organizing the content or looking at how we're, how we're training our members and teaching them, it's often like, okay, what, what does this do in the marketing funnel? But this yeah. is so helpful because, you know, talking about referral marketing and affiliates and stuff like that, that's after you get your offer down and after you have a working landing page yeah. and, and it all builds like I'm having an aha moment. <laughs> I love it. So John, I we're getting to the end of our time and I have one more question for you. But before I get to it, I'd love to know where can sure. people find out more about you? Where can they reach out to you? What's the name of your book? Sure. Repeat it all. <laughs> you bet I will. And if you don't mind, I've got a free course I'd like to give away. Can I do that? Yes, as well, John? thank you. Yeah. All right. So the ultimate marketing engine. So it's all one word, the ultimate marketing engine.com. And if you go there, depending upon when you're listening to this, but if you pre-order a copy of the book, which will be out in September 21st of 2021. So if you pre-order a copy of the book, you'll get the book September 2021, but you can also then return to the ultimate marketing engine.com and you'll see a link there or basically a tab in the nav that says, get the companion course. And uh, just put in, fill in the form there that says you bought the book and where, and you will get access immediately to six videos and some of the resources that I talked about during this interview. We actually have developed forms and checklists and things that'll kind of help guide you through doing some of the exercises that you and I touched briefly on. So there will be in there are, the book is actually packed with lots of links to resources, that, but you can actually get some of these before anybody else. I love that. That's very generous. And I can't wait to read it. My final question for you, John, is yes. if you could go back in time. <laughs> and Not one of those. <laughs> oh, no. It's a, it's a deep one, but I love the answers. I love hearing the answers. If you could go back in time and talk to the you that was just launching your business, what mm. advice would you give to him and why? You know, probably, and I don't suffer from this anymore, but I, I certainly know that I did um, early on. And I actually have an epilogue in the book that I added. It's called, What Problem Does Your Business Solve for You? 
And I talk a little bit about some of the anxiety around why we really do what we do in our businesses. And I think that uh, one of the things that certainly drove me far more than should have was just worrying about what other people were doing. How can I do what they're doing? How can I be as successful as they're being? You know, those kinds of things that kind of drive us crazy and stress us out and that social media is actually made worse, <laughs> you know, that or at least easier to pay attention to. I think that, you know, fortunately, I think I got to where I got to by kind of following my own path, but there certainly were a lot of distractions where I wanted to do what I saw other people doing. And that, that can be informative, but it also can be very hobbling. I'm soaking it in. That's incredible advice. And I think there's something to like being your authentic self. Authenticity is kind of thrown around a lot. It's like a catch-all. Yep. But I think there really is something to it about just doing something for you and doing it to help the world based yeah. on your experience with it and the causes that matter to you. John, this was absolutely amazing to talk to you today. I learned so much. Thank you Thanks, for being John. here. Awesome. My pleasure. And y'all, The Ultimate Marketing Engine comes out September 21st, theultimatemarketingengine.com. You'll get all your free goodies there when you pre-order. And as always, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.